Who Wrote This Shit is a comedy podcast where three friends talk about bad books. Opinions are subjective, but if we hurt anyone's feelings, we apologize in advance. Also, there are times where we talk about graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. to who wrote this shit where we read bad books so you don't have to spoilers i'm aaron i'm hope i'm juniper today we are reading save the pearls finding eden part one by victoria foyt uh this book has 2.5 stars on Goodreads and 2.9 on Amazon. Do you want to take it over, Hope? Hold on. Oh, this scary. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? God, this <laughs> Oh, no. He hated it. So, the best worst review was by John Egbert. It was a one star, and um, it just says there was an edit in 2012, and it's a quote from Victoria Foyt. Conceivably, if the book had not reached the African-American community of readers, if such a category still exists, perhaps there might be some backlash. And then underneath the quote, John Egbert says she did not just go there. She did not just go there. And then the reviews underneath it are, like, too blurry for me to be able to read. That, I still don't know what that under, what what that means. That whole African-American community of readers, if that exists. Well, conceivably, it means that she doesn't think black people read. Conceivably. Conceivably, only in their history did they read. Yeah. Okay. If a thing still exists. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, Victoria Foyt is an American author, novelist, screenwriter, and actress best known for her books The Virtual Life of Lexi Diamond and Save the Pearls, Revealing Eden. Foyt has written articles for magazines such as Harper's Bazaar, O at Home, and Film and Video. (laughs) Do you guys hear? She's growling. There's something outside that's freaking her out. No. You okay? (laughs) You okay? So, Victoria Foyt has written four books, according to Wiki, um, which I presume are the two, two for the virtual life of Lexi Diamond and then two for Revealing Eden, or Save the Pearls, and um, the drama that surrounded the book was well documented back in the day. Um, there was blackface, prejudicial stereo- stereotypes, uh, and the use of coal and pearl 
<laughs> so, as you can imagine, coal was used to refer to the black people in the book, and then pearl was used to talk about the white people. Um, and the coals were the uh, majority, and they oppressed the pearls, which were the minority. There was a lot of sexism in the book, like how women only have until eight, 18 to procreate and men have until they're 25 for whatever reason. And had, like I said earlier, the weird white people are so oppressed trope. And they had some really tone deaf uh, sexual assault sections in this book which were exhausting, um, specifically where she wrote that um, getting her little bracelet thing, no, her, her life band. thing, yeah. yeah, her life band ripped off was worse than rape, which, you know, yeah, there was that, a was a, that was thought. a choice. And um, Foyt responded to criticisms by stating that she had not intended the book's contents or it's advertising to be racist and that her intention was to write a novel addressing the issue of racism, interracial love, and global warming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Big oof, guys. It oof, most around. definitely did not come off like that. Oh, <laughs> no. You, did I tell you guys, when I was looking up the cover to put this on our Instagram page, uh, there is a short film that someone made and the actress is in blackface and she's wearing like a black wig and she's acting the part of Eden. Was that part of the advertising they were talking about? I have no idea, but I couldn't they find... Said that, Cause remember how they, so when we looked up the um, sand dollar publishing, they said that mm-hmm. they used innovative video advertising for their books. Was that maybe some sort of like um, uh, video advertisement for her book. It would- might have, it might have been, but I could not find the video because there's just screenshots. Let me see if I can find you guys one real quick so you can see what I'm talking about. Cause it's it's the third picture. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I feel bad. Oh no! <laughs> God, and that woman who played the role of Eden, that is on the internet It's not, and I guess people have, like, cosplayed as this because there are more pictures. Oh, no. Wait a second. I think I found the video. Did you? I could not find it. It's, okay, it's a, um, music video. Oh, God. Wait. Hold on. Just kidding. It's not it. It's not it. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's Here, about high school. <laughs> here's a more terrifying picture from the... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is... It right, it's supposed like to makeup. be like a... It's just like a, like a spray tan kind of coating on him, right? Yeah. But I feel... And that is one terrible wig. Yeah, I feel real bad for the actress. But then again, I don't know what Victoria Foyt looks like. Because she's um, just your average looking Caucasian lady. 
Oh yeah, she is. Well, anyways, when I was that's I just thought I'd bring that up because I saw that and I couldn't find the video. All the videos that I'm looking at, um, they have thumbnails, but the videos oh, yeah. have been taken. I'm not down. surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. No. Anything else? <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> okay. That's okay. enough. All right, well, let's talk about the book cover for a hot sec. It's just as bad. It's white girl, half of her face is dark, one eye is brown, the other is blue, half of her hair is black, the other half is light blonde, half of her face is uh, colored dark, the luster, they call it, and then half of it is her natural white, and then behind her is just a pair of green jaguar eyes. And then if you take off the paper part, there's gold jaguar eyes, engraved or whatever. Well, the, yeah, it's engraved on the hardcover. And then um, also not centered for whatever fucking reason. They wanted to make everybody go crazy. So the back of the book says... Eden Newman must mate before her 18th birthday in six months, or she'll be left outside to die in the burning world. But who will pick up her mate option when she's cursed with white skin and a tragically low mate rate of 15%? In a post-apocalyptic totalitarian underground world where class and beauty are defined by resistance to an overheated environment, Eden's coloring brands her as a member of the lowest class, a weak and ugly pearl. If only she could mate with a dark-skinned coal from the ruling class, she'll be safe. Just maybe one coal sees the real Eden and will be her salvation. Her co-worker Jamal has begun Was that a sentence? Her. Yeah, that made no sense. That sounded weird. I think part of this was oh, no. cut out because it <laughs> it chopped. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. That's not correct. But we will go with it. It's about as coherent as the book Eden? was. So, yeah, yeah. Eden and will be her salvation. Her coworker Jamal has begun secretly dating her. But when Eden unwittingly compromises her father's secret biological experiment, she finds herself in the eye of the storm and thrown into the last area of rainforest, a strange and dangerous land. Eden must fight to save her father, who may be humanity's last hope. While standing up to a powerful beast man, she believes her is her enemy despite her overwhelming attraction. <laughs> Eden must change to survive, but only if she can redefine her ideas of beauty and of love, along with a little help from her adopted aunt, Emily Dickinson. Yep. Um, <laughs> Emily Dickinson would be rolling in her motherfucking grave. Like, can you imagine? Emily Dickinson was such a, uh, like, progressive and modern woman of her time. Like, now, imagine what Emily Dickinson would think now. <laughs> well, she'd have the wherewithal to know this is a yeah. bad idea. She sure as shit wouldn't be Eden's aunt. No. Oh, wait, Juniper, before we move on to what actually happens in the book, which is pretty fucking close, I think, to that, but you and I got signed copies. Yes. To. Yes, we sure did. On the book. Hope got left out. We did. 
She only got the library book. I got book. a reject library book. Yeah, she did. Uh, and I also got a little postcard that I used as my bookmark called... And it says, save the pearls, find out why all pearls need a mate. Get your copy before it's too late. Why do all pearls need a mate? <clears throat> Is it just because they're gonna fucking airlock them if they don't? <laughs> I, yeah, that's was that basically it? it. Because basically, basically, women, female pearls are the lowest on the totem pole. Well, basically what it sounds like is if you can't, if you can't have a baby, then you are of no worth to them. Despite the fact that you, they have a finite amount of resources to begin with. So the fact that they have a mate or don't have a mate, I guess, and they won't be having children kind of seems like a good thing. But they gotta keep the species going, you know? Yeah, well, the other ones... The other ones can do it. <laughs> the book follows Eden, a young white female who has been raised in a post-apocalyptic environment. A solar burst has decimated nearly all life on Earth, forcing everyone to live underground to avoid the heat. The world's name for skin cancer. The underground society relies on a racial system where the darker your skin naturally is, the more likely your rate of survival is. Each race is given a name of their skin. For their station, with whites being named pearls and blacks being named coals. Eden spends most of her days in a research assistant position, which she achieved due to her father's importance to a secret assignment, and most of her nights hoping that her boyfriend Jamal will one day choose her as his mate. So that she doesn't get airlocked. Yeah, because she doesn't want to get airlocked. Also, let's not forget that there's more than just coals and... Pearls, there's also ambers and tiger eyes yep. and cottons. Yep. And yep. ambers are oh Asians <laughs> and uh, tiger eyes are uh, Latinos and uh, Latin Latinx cotton. and uh, cottons are albinos. Albinos. Which are the lowest of the low, according to Victoria Foyt. Yeah, they get, they're, they describe during one thing where an albino was found and they burned it alive at the stake. Yeah, this book is trash. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. I had to walk away from the book at that point. She is often at odds with Bramford, a rich bull who has hired her father and occasionally resents the fact that she must wear dark makeup, black face. Well, it's not makeup. It's coating over her body to hide her skin color. That makes it better. It's what they call it. They call it coating. And they have to get coated like once a month or something so it doesn't wash off. Um, Eden gets banished to her room because she forgot to send a report to the lead scientist in her group. But she did send it and so she got framed for not sending it. So the lead scientist didn't send the report to Bramford. And Bramford and Eden's father are working on an experiment where they change the genes and pearls to help them survive the heat. And the night of the experiment, Jamal convinces Eden to escape to go to a dance. He leads her to believe that he's going to ask her to be his mate. Instead, she instead what happens is she goes to the meeting place 
and two goons try to attack Eden. And Bramford finds her and saves her from the two goons and drags her back to the room where the experiment was going to happen. Also, the two test subjects are missing for the experiment for that night. So Bramford volunteers himself as the test subject and Eden sneaks off and she finds Jamal alone in a room and she finds out that Jamal is a high-ranked leader in the FFP, which is a terrorist group that's out to destroy the pearls, and him and his group kidnap the two test subjects. To escape, Eden hits a button and the roof above the experiment room breaks open and then she forces her father and Bramford to escape. Bramford brings Eden and her father to a hidden village in a rainforest which has managed to survive the solar blast and where he and Eden's father plan to progress further with the experiment, which is where Bramford has to collect something from a jaguar, an anaconda, or a giant fucking snake of some kind, and an eagle, I think. As time passes, Eden slowly falls in love with Bramford. I guess it helps that he j saved her from getting eaten by a giant snake. And, and that he's sexy. Oh, he's got quivering quads. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's, and she, glistening back muscles. She is definitely a butt girl. <laughs> where she, she likes to look at guys' butts. I thought she really enjoyed his legs. She talked about his legs Oh, nope, you're right. She's that a leg legs girl. like tree trunks. She literally she... said that, too. They were like tree trunks. <laughs> She she likes them sturdy, you know, to hold her up so she can ride his shoulder and shit. That's what, when I was in undergrad and uh, I would go to the Kibbe Dome to work out, there was a dude there that would tell me I had thighs like tree trunks. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, do you, do you know what that reminds me of? When we were at the Macklemore concert in college and we somehow got into the mosh pit. We didn't know that was the line for the mosh pit, but we went, we got to go in the mosh pit. Yeah. And these two frat guys, like, put you guys up on their shoulders because they're like, can you guys see? And we were like, no, we no. can't. <laughs> I'm guys so are just... short. <laughs> I'm five two. And they Please just, yeah, they up. just put you, they're just like, okay, and they're these, like, two giant frat dudes yeah they yeah, were they, like, at least 6'4 yeah four. they just like okay here we go and you guys were like four times taller than i am <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny oh right okay uh she also discovers his previous relationship with the pearl rebecca and that he has an albino son with her because him and rebecca both have the albino gene and that obviously means you have an albino child clearly uh yeah science who needs it? Uh, something which is seen as unbearable in that society, which kind of routes back to a riot breaking out when they escape and there's an albino boy found and they burn and they air it on television where they burn him alive. And, and he, he felt, felt uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, the preparations for the next experiment are eventually finished, only for the village to come under attack by Jamal and his two goons. And then that group Don't is... Uh, oh, right. So she sends out... She got a life ban from the pilot's assistant, or the stewardess, 
and mm-hmm. she it was still in her backpack and the backpack gets thrown into a river i guess it survives water just fine and then she gets the life band and she calls shen who is Bramford's bodyguard but also his half brother but instead of shen coming to save them jamal and his two goons come and to take her away and he's completely uh, ugly now because the heat hit the the fire from the outside hit jamal and he caught on fire he deserved he really it. he sent the two goons that tried to assault her at the dance so mm-hmm. he really does deserve it so, so mm-hmm. can i really quick just mention like a couple um blaring plot holes um uh, can i finish the last sentence and then you can yes <laughs> okay <laughs> the group is defeated by the aztec descendants and Eden makes the choice to undergo the infusion of animal DNA with Bramford and his son. Okay, done. So, <laughs> what are the glaring plot holes? Well, um, first, I'll just talk about the one right off the top of my head. Um, the whole, the hierarchy is racially based, and it's based off of whether or not you can, sur- like, how well you can survive in the heat or whatever. Correct. We don't know what happened, but we know that it, the outside world is uninhabitable and um, it, it'll burn you alive. So, right. the basis for the hierarchy is that white folk cannot survive outside as well as their well-melaninned counterparts. But Jamal obviously couldn't survive outside, so... What's the fucking point of the racial bias at all if it's clear that nobody can survive outside unless you're in that weird um, Amazonian part of the plot that also doesn't make any sense because the rest of the world is uninhabitable. Why wouldn't the Amazonian part be uninhabitable? I'll I'll tell you... The solar flare didn't get that part of the ozone. Look, I'm no astrophysicist. I'm no super, super smart uh, uh, rocket scientist, but that's not how fucking solar flares work. Hope, to answer your first question to the glaring plot, plot, why Jamal survive? Why the hierarchy? If he's outside, he has a better chance of surviving. But when flame is shooting at you, okay. I had to move my leg. Okay. But also, Uh, it disturbed Piper. You are gonna have to get over it. Also, she's the cutest dog ever. Tell that to her, Erin. Tell it to her face. Let me answer your question. He can survive the outside. He can't survive flames, is what I'm guessing. You don't think he can survive flames to the face? No, well, I don't. Obviously, he did survive flames because he came to get her, so. Yeah, they were able to put him, stitch him together, and he looks like a horrendous monster, I guess. You're a monster. I guess I misunderstood the whole fight that happened, because I, I thought when they opened the roof that um, the, like, atmosphere came in. And that's what they were running from. It it did. The heat came in and then it started like fires. No, there was fire outside. The fire came from outside. Oh, well, this just tells you how close we were, we, we were well, reading. No, that, it tells you makes... how much it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that makes even less sense because if the outside is just fucking flames... 
then how could anybody, whether or not they have more or less melanin, survive outside? What? Science? It doesn't make that whole thing. That's <laughs> just one big giant plot hole right there that she wrote right into the plot. She walked right into it and just kept going. She went, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And then the, the mm -hmm. solar flare thing. David and I were talking about it, and he said the Earth is not close enough for the solar solar flare to like happen at any point in time. So well, it would have to remember, be a gigantic solar flare, like a super flare. It would yeah. have it. Well, I, I remember this look, is in the future, and the sun is expanding to the point where it will explode. So, right. I mean, maybe if we want to give her an ounce of benefit I don't. of the doubt, uh, maybe what she was going for was that the sun is, like, unstable or, like, it's um, grown. So it's about to go supernova. I'm not sure. Well, They okay. should just leave the planet. It would make so much more sense to just go Do they even us. have I mean, they're going to sit there and combine no, our they have DNA. Like airplanes. You're going to sit there and combine our DNA with animals, but you're not just going to hijack GTFO. the nearest. Yeah. <laughs> like, Elon That's Musk good... get the fuck off the planet? I didn't think about that the first time we recorded this, but um, that is a fair Yeah. yeah. Like, I, wh why what? go through the effort? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can't, like, the Earth is literally on fire, except on this small patch of Earth in the Amazon forest. Which makes sense, because the Amazon rainforest is the most... Fucking pillaged rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> that makes <laughs> so much sense. Yeah, so, no, you're right, Juniper. I don't know why I didn't think of that. The then, most pillaged rainforest, of course, is gonna survive. So then, so then, my the second like blatant plot hole that I was thinking of was okay. this idea that so from what i've read okay us whiteies there just aren't very many of us in that yeah. future and us honkies yeah mm -hmm. yeah us honkies us crackers mm. um <laughs> if God. anybody gets pissed off and says that what i'm doing is reverse racism i kindly you will kick them in the teeth uh, like yes. okay yeah I'm doing reverse racism. racism. Kick to the mouth. <laughs> Let's do a reverse racism. I'm gonna call oh my myself god. a honky. Oh my god. Um, so, anyways, oh god. when I read when I read it, it sounded like there just weren't very many because they've either been killed off via flames outside. Or they don't get anyone interested in them for mating. They get airlocked out into the flames. Um, so anyway, yeah, they if they, isn't very they don't reach them. the age of 18. So there's an entire organization that just wants to exterminate them? Why? Why are you devoting like that many resources to exterminating people that hardly exist anywhere i i guess last time I, it was either you or juniper that kind of equated those to the kkk it's like why are they spending time and resources 
to put down a group of people. Like, what is the point? Well, and so here's what I'm going to say about that. So, yes, I do think that she was trying to equate the two. Yes. Do I think that the two are equal? No, No. I do not. Because there were people enslaved in the Americas. The KKK was there to maintain a uh, hierarchy and the oppression of enslaved people, right? Right. Those same dynamics do not apply to this plot, so it doesn't make any sort of, like, sense. No, I agree, and I'm not trying to say, like, oh, it's the same thing. It's obviously not. But I think, I, it I, think a- I, I think that's what the author was trying to... She was trying to make the two, but I think what the FFP is trying to do... I don't think it's trying to destroy pearls. I think it's trying to take down the establishment that has been made, and they want to rebuild it how they think it is. So it's it's so just a terrorist group. Pay special attention to pearls because they just have this strong hate for pearls. So then that makes even less sense. Right. Specifically that well, the organization wanted to get rid of pearls and they yeah. wanted to get rid of people who wanted to give pearls a oh, chance. Yeah. yeah um... I think it was just a poorly done. Um, it's a it's a bad bad comparison to the to the KKK. Yeah. I think she like, it was a a swing and a miss on her. Yeah, part. she definitely she the definitely whole tried. Book was a swing and a fucking miss. <laughs> she definitely tried to do the connect the two or mm. like a what is it called? It's not a juxtaposition, right? When you're trying when you're saying like this is supposed to be this in real that's in real life no i was trying to think of the i was thinking juxtaposition too and then i was like no it's not juxtaposition then i was I like think is it's it supposed to be some sort of i think it's parallel i think it's supposed to be some an allegory um yeah i think that she failed miserably well, yeah yeah she did mm-hmm. because there's no in the book. I don't see anything that's like equating the pearls to like slavery. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I well, think they so, have the worst right. jobs. But it, they have it's, the worst jobs, and they have the like manual labor right. jobs. But that's not. But there's. But they're still jobs, right? Like they're still getting paid, whether it's fairly or not. But I think she was. I, I'm gonna sound real bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna stop there. I think she was trying to do some parallel paralleling, and it some didn't work. Some parallel parking. Uh, yeah, and next just, to the racism. And just like some of our some of our friends learning how to parallel park, uh, she fucking hit the curb and maybe a fire hydrant. And then she blew Another a tire. Car. Yeah, she and blew a tire and then she fled the scene. Right? <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> Okay, what's your third plot hole? Somebody came out of the car and they were holding their neck and she was like, (laughs) peace, bitches. (laughs) So let, I, we should talk a little bit about the whole reverse oppression idea here. Okay. Um, So let's go with Vicky's logic here for a second. That um, despite the fact that. Vicky is who we call the, uh, it's. The author. Yeah, Vicky just, is the so author. So let's let's just assume that uh, Pearl are 
the lesser form of human because they can't withstand the radiation and heat outside as well as which also like they kept calling it the heat yeah but i the entire time in the book i was like doesn't it make more sense that it's like the radi the radiation but the flames okay uh, they're anyways. not smart dude they're not it smart. doesn't matter instead of just saying white black hispanic asian latino she called them pearl tiger eye like it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah the the entire like when when instead of saying motherfucker she's like mother earth like that the whole thing she tried again a swing and a miss it sounded bad the entire time it's like yeah you know how people will say instead of oh god they'll say oh gods plural or or like or they'll like or oh shiitake mushrooms i think she was going for something like that but instead it was oh earth and it didn't make any bit of sense because she she was using earth as a curse word yeah why is anyway so why (laughs) so so um let's we should talk about the whole um reversing the oppression thing that she did and and how she failed to do it in such a way that she just wrote a racist book. Well, that was like, well, I think the main, yeah, I think the main issue that I had was that it seemed to me like she thought she had, she had, she thought she had a good excuse to be racist. Like she thought that this exempt her, it, from the repercussions of blackface or cotton or whatever like just because this was a fictional society it was okay for her to write these racist things um it's kind of like you know when you're younger and you're you're like listening to music and there's a curse word in it and um you're like Hey, they said a bad word and your parents are like, "Well, it's music, it's art. They can you can do that if it's music and art." And then you're like, "Oh, well, okay." And so every time that curse word comes up, up you like scream out the curse word because it's art. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "You can't do that." And like, "But <laughs> and it's music." Like, no, but it's music and they're like, "No, but you're doing that on purpose." <laughs> yeah. That's they're what like, it reminds me of. Well, here's this we can edit this part out, but I was thinking if she wanted to draw a parallel, I think the story would have been a lot more interesting if it if it was really flipped. You know what I mean? Where the whites just didn't get like, or the pearls didn't get just the really shit jobs, but like that they were slaves, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was they were. and and they're. Tr- they weren't. And trying to like fight against the oppression that people of color have been fighting against their entire lives. Like if she yeah. really wanted to like flip the racial oppression, she could have done it in a much better way. Where yeah. she kinda only She half asked it. She yeah. she whole assed the racism and half asked the oppression. Yeah, she sure did. Because what exactly was the oppression? That, that she like, had to you... wear coding to be attractive. Yeah, so like, if you think about it, yeah. like, there wasn't actually in a, any oppression Mm-mm. to any white people. So it, it <laughs> Yeah, there, it, was, there was a lot of, like, prejudice, yeah. I guess you could say. But um, I think what, what she 
where she failed was that um, she took the stereotypes of black culture in the United States. She took those stereotypes, she amped them up, and then to um, kind of get away with the fact that she was just illustrating a bunch of uh, baseless uh, uh, stereotypes, she just said that they were beautiful all the time. Like, she's a, she's a walking, talking, uh, black lady stereotype, but it's considered beautiful in this world, so it's okay the, that yeah. I'm writing some stereotypical racist trash. You know what yeah. I was... Is kind you of know what, I just, what she did. You know what I just thought of just now is she's writing about an apocalyptic world where people of color are on the are higher than white people. But it's like, oh, I had a thought and I think I just lost it. Um, but it seems like she thinks like the worst thing that could ever happen in an apocalyptic world. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. She thinks that if people of color had the option and the position, they would oppress us like they've been oppressed. And I, and yeah. I just, I don't know why that just clicked for me, but like she, in this book, she's saying if they had, if they had the power and the position to oppress people, white people, they would. Mm -hmm. And they'd and be I, just and as they bad would as we just, were. They would be just as shitty as we were, as we are still. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's important to remember that reverse racism isn't a no, thing. No, it's not. It's not a thing. And people get confused between prejudice and racism. Mm -hmm. The difference being prejudice. I can be prejudiced against um, men because they've systemically treated women terribly. But I can't really be a misandrist because I am not a part of the oppressing majority there as far as like male-female dynamics go. And like likewise... A person of color cannot be racist against the people who are oppressing them. Racism is a systemic issue, and for it to be systemic, it has to involve oppression. But when people look up racism online, it just says, uh, prejudice based on the color of your skin. Well, that's not right. And people refuse to acknowledge the fact that, um, uh, academics for a long time have, have accepted and written about the fact that racism includes oppression. Therefore, POC cannot be racist against white people. They can be prejudiced against white people. But then again, why are they prejudiced against us? Does it have to do with systemic oppression? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right? So... Home run, <laughs> The entire fucking point of the book that the the um poc are racist against white people the entire premise is is garbage to begin with because that's not a fucking thing right and yeah i think that that's a super shitty thing that she's trying to say that uh if given the opportunity poc would definitely oppress everyone else around mm -hmm. them which also cuz a lot of people uh like to remind um like to remind us that any to sound smart they're like well you know there was an african slave market back in the day remember that they had slaves you know they had a slave trade well but the 
slave trade that went to the Americas was completely different than the slave trade happening in Africa. Right. Two completely different things. They were... Slaves have been everywhere historically, but... The royal family sent Columbus to a a island because of his uh, war crimes. So, yeah, think about that a little bit. His war crimes? Citations needed. They were not happy with Columbus in any sense of the word. Mm -hmm. I just think that that is hilarious because the royal family, as we all know, (laughs) kind (laughs) of racist people. Uh, But I think it's hilarious that he did, he committed, I mean, the atrocities are not hilarious, but the fact that he committed so many atrocities that the royal family was like, "Eh, eh, 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 no, no, stop. We're sending you to this island because you've been, you've been a bad, bad boy. And like Europe had, Europe had the crusades. Like they, they have their own marred past. They've done some shit. Yeah, and I was just listening to a Behind the Bastards episode about the family that stole Malaysia called the Brooke family. And Are they you... related to Brooke's No, I don't want to learn anything bad about that not, company. Because I'm going to keep throwing my money. I love their running shoes. They have fantastic running shoes. Mm-hmm. It feels like I am walking and running yeah. on air. And, and their sports bras are really they good. Tiny... But foot size but they but uh what they were talking about was england like the uh the british like to say oh well england you know was against uh the slave trade for a while and the robert evans from behind the bastard was like well yeah because they use that to make colonies along other coasts like they're like like they use that as an excuse to plant themselves on on in different countries to like protect them from being kidnapped and being taken mm-hmm. to different countries. The United States yes. has no idea what it's like to protect other countries for actually <laughs> their own interests. No. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Well, I knew that you were bringing coffee with you, Aaron, but you didn't tell us you were bringing depresso with your espresso. I know. <laughs> with your whole let's talk about reversed racism and reversed oppression the plot the big plot hole like you want to talk about depresso espresso my dude anyways (laughs) okay so my point was basically everything Vicky did with her plot. She was trying to reverse the racism so that the oppressed were the oppressors, Mm -hmm. but she was so, like, gross about her descriptions and, and off base with the clear prejudices that she was writing about that it just was clear that she is one racist piece of shit. Didn't we have a, a comment that she said about where she lived and stuff? Like, she lived 
It wasn't a comment. It was um, on her website, on her uh, publishing oh. website. She was talking about um, how she wasn't how racist. She grew up in a complete <laughs> in a like hundred percent white area and didn't know any people of color. So I guess and... that totally qualifies her to write this yeah. book. You know what would no? You know what it, I, would I think it was read? trying to like excuse her lapses in critical thinking while I writing have this a book. book recommendation for you. Oh what? shit! Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, an author recommendation, actually. Okay. Um, I have my pen. I'm ready. So Octavia E. Butler is a pretty prolific, um, like science fiction fantasy author. Octavia and, E. Butler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Octavia E. Butler, and she, her reviews um, on Audible are all five stars. There's not a single four, three, whatever. They're all five stars. And the book that I'm reading of hers Mm -hmm. right now is called The Parable of the... I've only said this in my head. I don't know how to say it out loud. Sower. How do you spell it? Sewers. It's S O W E R S O W E R S O Sower. I think sower. 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 Like you're sowing oats. You're sowing seeds. Yeah. The the parab. What's the book title again? Parable. Um. Let's see. The parable of the sower. Okay. Oh my god, this just gave me fucking flashbacks to when I was in class and doing a presentation and for some reason my brain could not figure out how to say the word refuge because in my brain for some reason I was saying something other than like refuge, refuge, but it was like like a wildlife refuge. <laughs> and I looked at the word and I looked at my classmates and I said I don't know how to say it. And I looked at it and I went, Refuge? <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, I got through it and I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> I can't believe I did that in front of everybody. Oh my god. That's okay. Anyways. One time, Rachel, she was trying to say bass like the. the the uh instrument she said bass oh yeah she kept saying bass and it's like i was in the class when she did i know it's like are you talking about the fish or are you talking about the instrument because i remember her coming to me afterwards and she's like erin it's bass right and i'm like i was like are you talking about the fish or the instrument because it's bass for the instrument and bass for a fish well and she's like they're spelled the same Everybody yeah. made fun of her yeah. until Mr. Funk told them to stop. Yeah, well, that's to pretty be bad. Fair, the English language is a giant pile of confusing bullshit. Read and red are spelled the exact same thing. They're spelled the same fucking way. Yeah. I get so confused. It's no wonder I never was able to learn a second second language. Whenever I see the word hors d'oeuvres spelled... I cannot say it. I I, I forget. can't tell the difference between Daniel and Danielle. <laughs> Michael and Michelle. I can't tell that one either. I can't Michelle tell the difference. Michelle doesn't have an E, have an A. It only has an E-L-L-E. 
Yeah, it doesn't it make a difference it matter to, me. to my brain. I Aaron. cannot tell the difference. There's spelt different. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book with a character named Gabrielle. Okay. And every time I read it, I read Gabriel. <laughs> There's something wrong with my brain. No, I think it's just like how our brain sounds things out. Because if I see a word I've never heard of before and I've never used it, like, I don't know, it'll say like, oh, this is how you say it. And then when I look it up, that's not how you even fucking say it. Yeah. Like hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Hors d'oeuvres. Hoarders. I always, it's, I always, when I see it spelled, I always go hors divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and David's like, it's hors d'oeuvres. I, I think for a long time I did the same exact thing. I just forget how to say it whenever I see it spelled. Yeah. Okay. So anyways. anyway, so the book was pretty racist. I let's I'm gonna touch on something real quick though. Do we just wanna go um, into our three concise points then hope? No. Okay. So one thing was she did a phenomenal job um fetishizing everybody yeah. except white people. Oh yeah. Like the entire thing was the entire book was just uncomfortable fetishization of entire races and ethnicities it was bizarre and i think i think uh people that's a very real issue yeah even right now is the fetishization of um people based on their skin color like i think right now we see we've been talking a lot about how um asian women are fetishized quite a right. bit in our culture and in our cinema and everything and the same thing goes for basically any other um poc group yeah it's and it seemed pretty obvious here that she wanted everybody to know that uh, she was fetishizing them. Uh, I didn't really get the fetishization of other races. Just strictly, she was just strictly dickly for Bramford. Like... <laughs> She fetishized Bramford so fucking hard. Uh, it borderline got, bestiality. But sister. again, you have to move past it because there is a much more glaring issue with this book. Well, it's um, still there. Like, <laughs> you can't I move past it. Any other group, she was also going to be fetishizing in some way. So, so. Um, but since she didn't really deal with anyone other than um, black people yeah. in the book, uh, it was it was them that she was fetishizing. Like first page, she started fetishizing, and she started by saying how ugly and plain uh, Eden was because she was white, and then explaining why the. Um, the coals were so much more attractive. And so the entire thing was just like this weird fetishization of black individuals. Yeah, uh, kind of to add on to that, one of my things that I wrote down was 
I thought it was just fucking <laughs> like the cherry on top um, for Vicky and her little story was um, that um, Eden is the stereo is what is the norm it of beauty standards. Like, I don't think anybody could argue right with that. Now, She's slender. She uh, has, like, blue eyes, blonde hair. She's she's the norm of beauty and standards these days. Hitler would and, be very happy with her. And um, then when she compared herself to uh, the Coles, or uh, specifically that one that one woman, what was her name? Ash- Aisha? Ash- I- Aisha? I was going to say Ashland. <laughs> Aisha, no, I think it was. she or was it? She no? uses she uses a pretty pretty. I think we talked about this in the corrupted episode where she used she just looked up people of color names and yeah. just picked the top five on yeah. the list. Um, but she so I Aisha, if that was her name, um, she basically I kind of agree with Hope. She basically fetish fetish that is a hard word yes, to say. Fetishized um, African American features, which are arguably features that in some places don't get you the Ashina. job. Ashina. Ashina. That's her name. Okay. Ashina. That's I, was, I was thinking Ashland for some reason. Aisha is a great musical. I've never heard. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to continue. Sorry. Anyway. Um, I just thought it was like the cherry on top when she compared the, and I suppose that was probably the point of a stereotypical like norm of beauty standards against the mm-hmm. stereotypical uh, fetishized features of women of color. Like, I guess that was kind of her point, but it just, it really hit wrong Well, it hits for me. wrong because black people are, as any group, is not, they are not a monolithic society. They are not all the same. Yeah. Um, the African continent has uh, lighter-skinned Moroccan, Egyptian um, people up in the north that might, to some people, look more... Middle Eastern than your than what people generally think of as African, mm-hmm. and then you can go all the way down the continent, and they have different cultures, they have different features, they have different um, uh, skin skin colors, they have. There's just so Africa is a huge fucking continent, okay? Yeah. And she took. Um, she took like four or five stereotypes. Yeah, the stereotypes that we would see in America and then made it the entire culture in her futuristic book. Yeah. So I'm that's another thing that doesn't make sense is that for some reason this entire continent with this beautifully colorful culture up and down is just kind of like boiled down to the most stereotypical archetypes that she could think of. Yeah. Well, so that that makes zero sense and I think speaks to her 
very tone deaf small world view the thing that really struck me was how i just did not feel sorry at all for eden the entire time like obviously her personality was just the worst the worst um but the other thing that really bothered me was if we were supposed to feel sorry for Eden because she's so oppressed, like, oh my god, I feel so bad for you. You are the, like, you're a skinny, long-legged, like, beautiful girl by any standards, um, and you're being oppressed. Like, wow, I do not feel bad for you. <laughs> You could, yeah. It could. She could have fucking like had a snaggle tooth or something. Like she made her perfect. Is what yeah. I'm trying to get and at. And there's, I guess, like I don't know. I there's just so much wrong with like Eden's character growth. Like her only arc was falling in love with Bramford, and that's because that's what the story called for. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. she, she didn't grow as a person like throughout the entire story. So she's like, ex- like. Her racism kind of died down near the end. Like, the very, very end. Like, chapter 29. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, she's she's with... So, you know how sometimes they have these stories where, like, this white person gets, like, kidnapped by, like, a tribe of some kind Mm -hmm. in the world. And then that white person falls in love with like the culture like they're learning the language and they're learning about the people and they they start to fall in love with that lifestyle and then they soon become adopted into it this doesn't happen at all in this book yeah she's just a bitch the entire time she she's super judgmental about what they wear she is she gets locked up in a hut overnight and she has and she's she gets really upset about it but she escapes the next day and gets lost in the fucking amazon where she almost gets eaten by a giant fucking snake. It's like you're 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 fucking useless as a character. Like if you yeah. weren't in there, nothing would have changed. Yeah. Nothing would have been different. Yeah. So and the the thing that I thought about too was that um, the stereotypes that people use to oppress people of color today are were exactly the attributes that Vicky was giving to like Brantford and I already forgot her name. I Yeah. No, Aisha Eden. Ashina. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, Ashina. Uh Ashina. like she still gave them those <laughs> negative stereotype Yeah. And then used it as a reason why they were bad so, people, basically. I was yeah. so like the whole time it's like a okay, crisscross. <laughs> but the so Eden is terribly racist and the characters that she's it just it didn't it didn't make sense. <laughs> I think it's especially harmful like now because I think the well, you know, there's a lot of social upheaval right now. Yeah. Not that anyone's reading this book anytime soon. Right. Um, but like the fetishization of different minorities is so prevalent in our society just in general. 
Yeah. Like, to kind of, like, explain how bad it is in the area areas that I've been in, I myself, a white woman, have been fetishized just because men have seen a tiny glimmer, just a tiny little bit of melanin in my skin. So they'll call you, like, their Indian princess or their Egyptian queen, or, um, you know, any number of things. So, like, if if my white ass can get those, like, subtle but definitely f- fetishized comments, then it's, it's a pretty big issue. Yeah. And me being a white potato, I haven't had that happen to me. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody fetishizes a potato, so... <laughs> Erin, you're just Irish. <laughs> I'm all of the white you're, you're, countries in Europe mashed yeah, together. <laughs> Mostly Irish. A little Scottish. Sometimes well, a little German. It's it's really bizarre. Yeah. We live in a very white area, obviously. Yeah. So I think that white men specifically kind of cling to... Um, the little bit of color that they can see in people. So my entire life, yeah, my my significant others have made those comments about me, right? Like that I'm their Indian princess or like Egyptian god or goddess or whatever. Um, and I never thought much of it because it. I was just like, ah, you're so quirky, <laughs> but. I only thought about it recently, how often white men mention it to me, how often it's been mentioned to me, and how them doing that is them oddly sexualizing me. It's weird. I mean, they could just call you a goddess. They don't have to, like, put anything in front of it. Yeah, you don't have to add that extra little bit, Yeah, just tell me I'm a goddess. That's all you need to tell me. Yeah. Like, don't put, like, a culture in front of it. Or, like, a country. Yeah, you don't have to. Especially since my... We were... When... When, um... When... You just... Call me... This Egyptian princess, I was like, motherfucker, I told you Moroccan. Like, n- uh. Is but that... it didn't matter to him. He was just like, he was just like, no, I'm going to call you my Egyptian princess. I was like, I'm it's like You're like, it's not even the right country. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. 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 yeah it was really fucking weird. But that's. <laughs> That's Idaho for you. Like, I am a, I'm a fairly white person, and they'll still somehow figure out a way to do that. You'll never... Just let me... Like, I am very white. I'm pretty much translucent during the winter times. Like, I'm pretty sure you can see through me, because I just Can you say don't... this all in an Irish accent, please? <laughs> let me try. I haven't used it in a while, so let me try. Okay. I'm so sorry for our listeners in Ireland. Please don't send me emails. <laughs> I gotta get into the mindset. Give me just a second. I it's just, been a long fucking I time. Whenever think Irish, somebody trying to do an Irish accent, I think of Conan O'Brien. <laughs> He's like, oh, let me get my lucky charms. 
So, I'm a white potato. During the winter times, I'm very translucent. Very you can see right through me because I don't go outside. <laughs> is, that, is that good enough for you too? It's fine, it's fine. I don't want to hear any emails. I was bullied. <laughs> um, also, um, we only kind of touched on it, but like I think one of the other reasons why this book just didn't work at all was because... She made the weird race hierarchy, and yeah. it it clearly showed that she mm-hmm. has a hierarchy in her mind uh, that she's seen in culture and around her that she has internalized, and it's the, um, you have your um, <clears throat> most oppressed, I guess, or I guess in her mind, the, 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 the uh, least good would be the Coles, black mm-hmm. people. She thinks that they're bottom of the barrel. And then uh, then there's, uh, what do they call them? Ambers, right? Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the um, Asian characters? Or are you talking about the Latina Wait, characters? Wait, no, it would be the Latin at Tiger eyes. Tiger eyes is the second worst in her mind, according to her hierarchy. And, and then, then Asian. Asian Ambers are, like, yes. the least bad, I guess. They're, they're, and then, they're above pearls, but the next is pearls. And then the very last, <laughs> the ones that she deems the best race, is the albinos. I think, uh, personally, I think the albinos were an afterthought for her. Mm. Albino... Albinoism, it's, it's not a race. Yeah. It's a it, it's a genetic. The th- yeah. I yeah. just So I don't know where that, that came from. She called them cottons. I was like, of all the fucking things of historical yeah. significance, you had to use the most racist she, yeah. thing. She couldn't think of... She couldn't think of anything whiter yeah. than pearls. Because she that, can't that use was, fucking so toilet paper. Thing I noticed, um, you know? So yeah. the terms she was using were all like gemstones, basically. No, so... Is coal a gemstone? It's like but that, a, that's what a I mean. Like so, pearl. I guess I I kind oh. of tried to touch on this, it, but I didn't really talk about it very well. So pearl isn't a bad or derogatory term. It's like a gemstone. Like they're you pay a lot of money. They're highly sought after. But for some reason, it's a derogatory term for a white person. That makes no sense. So, and then, and then coal, I was sitting there and I was like, you put coal in a bad kid's stocking, like, why, just, so, like, the significance behind the actual names just really threw me off. I was like, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. So you're fucking, fucking Pearl, which is, you know what, sorry, something that some people pay a lot of money for to get really nice pearls that are beautiful and whatever, um, that is that is what a white person is. And then cotton, and then cotton is basically what I have to say about that. <laughs> I just... Was, I, nothing, everything was nonsensical in this book. 
So are you ready Sweet. to give our overall impression of the book? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I hated it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a racist piece of trash. And I want to burn it. She but I'm not she going to. I'm going to throw it in the garbage. She thought she did something. It kind of seems she that thought way, she solved racism. It, it wasn't. It wasn't for a POC audience, yeah. anyways. It was for strictly white people. Um. Yeah. Absolutely also, not. It was actually. Yeah. It. I was enraged at some points. So. Yeah. Hip. Yeah. I uh, thought that if we just boil it down to like the basic points of why this book is bad there's no character development the plot has way too many holes in it to count and it's racist as shit okay so that was your three concise points on why you didn't like the book yes (laughs) and i think we all shared the same the 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 same the same thoughts and feelings as hope with that Uh, do you guys have I your quotes them. I don't have from last time? Or... No. Oh, well, maybe why we don't, can... Instead of quotes, why don't we just go over our favorite um, descriptions she used to that. describe uh, black people's <laughs> skin color? I... <laughs> Juniper going straight for the nut. All right. Okay. Juniper, you go first. Oh my! I can't think of any other ones. No, because that does she ever use the word alabaster? That would make too much sense. Um, is that she probably used like um, like goose white or something? Uh, sorry, seagull white. She did not use goose white. Okay. <laughs> sorry, seagull white. I don't want to be seagull white. <laughs> um, so... I don't want to uh, be that my either. My favorite descriptor uh, was when she said the, um, the uh, native people of uh, the tribe she was staying with, that Eden was staying with, um, has nut brown. And I'm going to ask the same what question I asked last time when we recorded this. What n- nut? Oh my what God. type of nut yeah. <laughs> was she describing? Mm-hmm. There's macadamia Almonds. nut. There's, there's the peanut nut. There's, there's uh, the... What about is what about what's yeah, the I really big so. chunky one? Is that called a Brazilian nut? Yeah, I think it's a Brazil nut. If I had Brazil nut, nut I mean they're all kind of brown. Well, they're you not brown, peel but kind of the white. There's the yeah, there's like stuff. almond because you know like like um. There's the walnut. There's a lot of different nuts out there. Mean, like the does hard she mean part like a walnut like the outside the nut, hard? Crusty bit. Yeah. Well, it has that the but brown yeah, skin on on the nut itself. You do Is she talking a, about a walnut? You do want. You don't peel that you off. Do want, you don't peel the skin peanuts. skin off the walnut. No, you don't. And there's the skin on, and then yeah, and you then break the shell. You don't. Oh, yeah, film. you do take the skin. 
But you don't do that to walnuts. No, you don't do that with yeah, walnuts. You don't Ooh. you don't do that to anything other than peanuts. Yeah. And peanuts are just legumes, aren't they? Do they count? Aren't all nuts just legumes with dreams? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm really tired They're today. nuts. <laughs> Anywho, nuts with dreams. They grow on trees, Erin. <laughs> Don't no peanuts grow underground. I know that's what makes I them a legume. I thought but nuts but grow legumes, on trees. But legumes. Wait, then why then why are they called peanuts? That's a misnomer. You guys, we have to solve this problem right now because now it's driving me nuts. We can't solve racism, but we can solve the peanut legume controversy. Um, no, it's not a contro- I'm right. It's not a controversy. <laughs> but why, if it's a legume, why, legume. why can't, why is it According a peanut? According to the Peanut Institute, botanically peanuts are legumes. The Peanut Institute says it's because peanuts but grow where are they underground called peanuts? and other nuts like walnuts and almonds grow on trees. Peanuts, beans, and peas are considered legumes because they're edible seeds enclosed in pods, according why are to they the nuts? Peanut Institute. So anyways, exactly what I just said... I just want to just, know why peanuts are called nuts when they're legumes. It's just that's the controversy I'm talking about. Why, do you, why is a tiger shark called a tiger shark? No, <laughs> no, I don't think. I'm pretty sure they don't. Because it has stripes. Do they? They don't. No. We are the dumbest motherfuckers. I have. I have never said I was smart. They have vertical stripes. They do. Really? They has they have stripes on the side that make them. Okay, yeah, but they fucking do. Bam. That's why they're called tiger, like tiger sharks. Juniper, you butt. So by that logic, it's because peanuts look like nuts. <laughs> That's why. I'll accept it. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, my description is when. Vicky described was it was it Eden's um panther bite? She was looking at she was looking at Bramford, yeah. Yeah, so she described Bramford's mm, face as raisin kind of sticky, brown. sickly sweet. Mm. <laughs> oh, Erin. Oh, you, you, what? Yours, oh my god. So your description. <laughs> I remember one. Remember what? how um, I think it was the same description for Bramford, but she described Bramford as his face as being um, the color of thunder clouds oh. or something. Oh, right, where she's like, it? he looks like thunder clouds, yeah. and it's like if if he looks no, like thunder they're clouds, they're looks they're sick. not black, they're gray. Yeah, and if you're gray. Sir, you need to go to the fucking so ER because something's wrong with you. Oxygen. He's going into arrest. Do you have extreme chest pain right now? Are you about to have a heart attack? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> he's just in the ER and he's just screaming because of the experiment. And <gasps> Eden's just sitting there just like creaming her pants <laughs> over She yeah. does that enough in this book. It's like disgusting. It's like a. She's it's like, like a. 
It's like eating a gusher. He's having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. He's having a heart attack and his face is gray. Sploosh. Sploosh. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh, I forgot. It. That's a good one. What Thank you for reminding right mine, Hope. Yeah, you're welcome. Nah, bruh. <laughs> so, do we recommend this book? That's a negative. No. Nope. That's a Texas size. <laughs> That's no, going to be a no buddy. for me. Um. <laughs> not your buddy, pal. <laughs> not your pal, Deserve man. Less. Does this book deserve the rating it got? Look, she wasn't even a good writer. Yeah, Deserves a negative. The publishing company she was not. was her own company. Jeez. Like, of course it was going to get published. And there were actual, like, like, edits that I saw in it that they didn't catch. Different typos and shit. Uh, I can't even... I can't even yeah. give her credit for, like, getting a book published. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're just, it shouldn't have been published in the first place, it, which is why she probably had to make her own publishing house. I, it sucks because Sand Dollar Publishing, I fucking love that name, and it belongs it's a good to publisher's a racist. Name. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, we have come to the end of this episode. Are there any final thoughts before we end? I have one. A message okay, to dear. Victoria Foyt. Oh, Fuck boy. you. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, keep it to your fucking self. Yeah, your weird fucking fantasies. <laughs> Not everything needs to be written down. Sometimes you just keep that in drafts, you know? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe don't write it at all. Keep it in your head and just play it over and over for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that way only you know you're racist and no one else does. Yep. Okay, so the next book we'll be reading is called Handbook for Mortals okay. by Lainey Saran. Saran? Yeah. Saran. So I, I guess that's yeah. it. See you later. I guess, I guess we'll, we'll talk Bye. to you guys next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Hi. I'm so sorry, Ireland. Just go drown your sorrows in the pot of gold over by that rainbow. Isn't that racist? No. It... I'm sorry, is that prejudiced? Hey, Irish people have been There's oppressed. There's a whole fucking There's chapter in the movie about it. Called the New York Gangsters. Right, but you know. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess this is our last episode because we're probably gonna get canceled. We're gonna get canceled by the leprechauns? Is that what you're saying? Oh my god. <laughs> Bye. Okay, we're, I'm in. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Who Wrote This Shit. Our cover art is done by our very own Juniper Harvey Morose. Intro and outro music by Riley Tennyson. 
editing by Aaron Poole and Hope Harmon Morose. You can follow us on Instagram under girlsbook3. If you have book recommendations, please feel free to email us at girlsbook3 at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share it. Episodes will also be uploaded to our website.